Welcome to the Filter Free Friday podcast. I am your host, Brittany Williams, and this is the podcast to remind you that the distance between the life that you want to live and the life that you're currently living isn't nearly as big as you think. How the hell are you? Happy Friday. Um, first Friday of the year, I think. I'm pretty for sure it's the 5th, so that doesn't seem like there would be a Friday prior to this. Um, and I apologize that this podcast is coming to you late. We're still getting it up and loaded on a Friday, but I was laying in bed, you know, Thursday at like, you know, 10.45 at night. And I was like, hmm, I never recorded the podcast, but that's just the kind of week that I had. It was busy. It was hectic. It was scheduled out by the hour, it felt like. And... Sometimes you just have to, and I had a feeling Thursday morning that I was like, oh, I don't know if the podcast is going to make it today. And it didn't. And sometimes you just have to like, uh, forgive yourself, um, and give yourself a little bit of like, you know, breathing room, um, that like, you know, the podcast is still coming out on Friday. Sorry. It didn't post at midnight on Friday. Um, it does impact those of you who live in different time zones. Technically, you're probably going to get it on Saturday, but I think some of y'all already get it on Saturday anyways. So like the moral of the story is that we'll all be fine and no one will remember this by next week. Um, so it's all Gucci. I want to discuss a quote that I saw online, a meme, if you will. Oh goodness. Can I, am I going to not be able to find it on my phone? How unprofessional of me. No, it's here somewhere. It's here amongst Blake Scott eczema. And so I've got about a hundred and a half photos of eczema, like of like half naked pictures of my kids' eczema. And it's just a little weird to scroll through on your phone. Um, just it, it's I need to hide some of the photos. Not because they're inappropriate, just because it's just weird. Like someone I was looking for a photo like in public the other day and I was like, excuse me while I go through all these photos of like my kid's chest. It's nothing like bad it's just awkward when you're skipping through your the rash that has taken over your child's body <laughs> like with strange well, not a stranger but you know what i'm saying not like my husband or something anyways here's the quote i found it it's the version of you that you carried Ooh, let me start over the version of you that carried you through this year somehow thank her with gratitude before you tell her what she can do better in 2024 uh, that was posted by Lauren of Love. I don't know who that is. It just it has 252,000 likes on Instagram. Uh, and she says it's a quote from at Shaq Williams, S or Shaq Wills, sorry, S-H-A-K-W-I-L-L-S. So I didn't write this quote, um, but I'll, I'll tell it to you again. The version of you that carried you through this year somehow Thank her with gratitude before you tell her what she can do better in 2024. And, you know, I wasn't really planning on having this massive, oh, new year, new you, new year, same you vibe uh, podcast. But then somehow I feel like that's kind of in the vibe for the past three podcasts. So here we are. But this quote really resonated with me because I think that especially where I'm at right now. So Blake yesterday was four months sorry nine months of Blake's nine month anniversary anniversary I think that's what I'm calling it they're not birthdays it's not her nine month birthday it's her nine month anniversary right like that sounds right it's the anniversary of her birthday but it's not her birthday you follow I'm following the bouncing ball so I feel like after nine months you're so um 
you're so just like focused on, oh, I, it feels a little bit better. I'm not in the trenches of postpartum anymore. And you're so forward thinking and you're so like, oh, thank God I'm done with that. That you're so quick to just shed that person that who you who you were when you were in the trenches of postpartum that I think you forget to stop and thank yourself and pat yourself on the back for getting through that. I also have a friend who's in her second trimester of pregnancy and I just had I like texted her this morning and I'm like, okay, second trimester, how are we feeling? And she's like, oh my God, I feel so much better. I was actually able to work out. Like, you know, I'm doing the things. And I remember that part in pregnancy where I'm like, oh my God, like I feel like a different person. And you're so focused on being like, I finally made it. And you're for so forward thinking that you s never stop to actually think about the positives of what you just went through. And I don't mean the positive way. Like there's, look, the first trimester of pregnancy is hard. And the positives are that you're pregnant. If you tried for a while, this is probably an exciting time for you. Even if you didn't try for a long time, it might be an exciting time for you. Um, but it's tough. It's hard, right? And I think that it's really hard in the moment when you're in the trenches of something. Even if you're, you know, at work and maybe you have a deadline and you're just in the trench. You, when I say you're in your in the trenches, I think you know what I mean. When you're just fighting for your life it feels like every single day going up against the demons that are your own demons whatever they are and when you get to the other end of it you're so quick to say whew that's done behind me put that book on the shelf don't think about it I never want to go back there again I just want to think about what's next and I still think that we need to do a better job myself included of slowing down and being thankful for what you went through now I'm not one to sit here and say bad shit can happen to you and you need to be thankful there's a lesson to be learned in everything while that's true i think that sentiment um is like toxic positivity like i have a really um hard time with toxic positivity people who are just positive for positive sake like no let people have a negative mo emotion let people have a bad day let them feel it let them cry like own the negativity in your life in that moment because I think that it is unhealthy to try to just sweep it under the rug and be positive all the time. But once it's done, you gotta stop back, stop, look back and say, damn girl, you did the shit. Damn girl, you made it through to the other side and be thankful that you were resilient enough, that you were strong enough, that you were powerful enough to pull yourself up out of that trench. And that's honestly how I feel about the second trimester of pregnancy. Like, you've got to stop and be like, I made it. I did it. I've got it here. <laughs> like, you've got to find the, like, through the nausea and how you're feeling and all the things. And for me, I was bleeding a lot. Like, just getting to the other side. You've got to stop and be thankful for what you've gone through. And I think for me... Now, to going back to the literally how the quote was, you know, before you tell yourself what all the things you can do better in 2024, you got to thank the bitch that got you through 2023. That's where I'm at right now. I'm so focused on all of these things that I want to do in 2024. I'm feeling a little bit better. I'm sleeping again. My mind feels maybe a little bit clearer. My postpartum depression seems and anxiety have seemed to dissipate into their normal variety of depression and anxiety, right? Like that postpartum part is gone and it's just I'm back to my normal mild depressive and highly anxious 
<laughs> overachiever self, right? Like that's a that's a win, right? This is this is a variety of depression and anxiety that I can deal with, right? Um, I I think before you start building the planners and the vision boards for 2024, you also have to stop and say, damn, uh, she did things in 2023. And for me, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know the kind of year 2023 was for me. I really need to have that moment. And I think that there is a lot of trauma to unpack around uh, any pregnancy and delivery and postpartum and especially with your first when you're losing a child, when you're losing an old life and gaining a new and really replacing, you're, you're completely doing this 180. You've got to take the time to not just jump into the deep end, but also appreciate the swim teacher that taught you how to paddle with the floaties, right? Like what got you to where you're at today? Have gratitude. And um, I mean, the quote says gratitude. I don't know if I love gratitude. I, I, I think just take a moment to respect I think that's that's the word for me. You don't have to be thankful or you don't have to feel like, oh, I'm so I'm so grateful for everything that happened to me last year. You might have had a shit year and you might not be grateful for anything. And you know, while that's unfortunate, so be it. But I think you've got to respect your situation and how you handled it and what you went through and the fact that you're here standing today, that you're standing and you're looking forward at the year of 2024 and you are trying to make it a better year stop and respect that before you start stressing yourself out on all the ways that 2024 is just going to be the best year ever and is going to be amazing right like it's so easy to get caught up in all of the things I'm going to do and all the goals I'm going to accomplish in 2024 and girl I hope you accomplish every single one of those goals and more But before we start to layer on the hustle culture of goal setting in January of a new year, let's respect the people that we were in 2023. Let's respect what we went through, positive and negative, in 2023. I went through some shit. You went through some shit. But we are standing today with two feet on the ground with two feet on the ground. Speaking of this is a strong tangent, a hard left turn tangent. My mom texted me yesterday a picture of my like certification and I say that with air quotes from when I was three. It was from 1991 of my swimming lessons. I just use that swim analogy and my mom still has my certification from when I took swim lessons in 1991. She was like, do you, we, do you think we still need this? And I'm like, let's hold on to it just in case someone needs proof that I can swim. Just in case. Thanks for keeping it, Mom. I mean, no, Mom, you need to get rid of it. If you're listening to this, I know I told you on the phone to get rid of it. But I'm telling you again now, because she probably didn't get rid of it, you need to get rid of it. Hold on. Look, literally, I have it pulled up. Yeah, the American Red Cross recognizes that Brittany Williams participated in the water safety education course called Longfellow's Whale Tales on June 14, 1991. I also want you to be aware that I think they misspelled my name because where someone wrote Brittany, there is whiteout 
where the T-A-N-Y is. So I'm pretty for sure they probably spelt it with two T's or T-N-E-Y. One of the, you know, that's that's where we're at. But thank you, mom, for keeping that. I My mom will keep anything. She will keep, she's got the program from when I graduated, you know, eighth grade and was moving on to ninth grade. Like, I don't actually think of that as a massive graduation that we need to keep the program for. You want to keep the program for, like, my college graduation? Okay, my high school graduation? Okay, my eighth grade? I don't even, I mean, we call it graduation, but like, I, you're just moving. For me, I went to private school. You just moved from one hallway to the next. Like, I was one school from Montessori all the way up to uh, senior year. I didn't go there that long. I went from fourth grade to senior year, but you could. It's all one campus. So literally going from middle school to high school for me was literally instead of walking up to school and turning left to go to the middle school hall the hallway I went where the lockers were I turned right to go to where the high school lockers were like this was this, I, it's silly to me that we do a graduation when we're what are we doing here guys literally three months from now when I come back for ninth grade I'm just I, it's the same uniform. It's the same people, like everything's the same. I guess it's a little bit different when you're in public school and you're actually going to like a different school, but I mean, I don't know. Anyways, I digress. I mean, that was really the point. <laughs> I've made my point of the podcast. I made what I wanted to say. We're 13 minutes in. I could end the podcast now, but why not rant a little bit more? You know, why not rant? That's what, what's the purpose of having a podcast if it's not to just let a few things off of your chest, okay? Um... I've, I've, uh, I don't know if I want to say I've made the decision, but I'm starting to flirt with the idea that I need to go back to therapy. I mean, I know I need to go back to therapy because um, of all the things that I literally just said about how hard 2023 was and how I think I need, I think, I think therapy helped me a lot. When did I start? Did I start in 2020? Yeah, I started in 2021. Wow. I started in the end of 2021 and then I stopped when I had Blake at the you know beginning of 2023 and I think that it first of all I had to make some big decisions uh and like now I sorry I had to make some big decisions around navigating my career and therapy really helped me do that um so for example when I very first quit Under Armour I uh you know had sweat as a job but I like sweat isn't a job that I have to do every single day right like it's the job is much more um cyclical and it's like batched like there's times of year where I'm working on sweat things every single day like if I have a new program coming out the challenge is coming out like there's certain things but like there's certainly times of the year where I don't have things every single day uh and teaching being a fitness trainer in person is very important to me um I think it keeps me sharp in my craft um it keeps pushing me um so I went and found a job in person and I you know as anyone who I think is a group fitness trainer probably at some point has the itch to become a personal trainer as well I'm not an itch but like a calling like it just feels like as a trainer that's what you're supposed to do like if you don't know anything about the fitness industry like I feel like group fitness trainers kind of get like a bad reputation because like you don't have to, the training to become a group fitness trainer actually isn't as I'm um, not strenuous uh maybe in depth um honestly it's not as good 
I'll say it, that's an opinion, but it's not as good as training for a one-on-one personal trainer. Now, a lot of gyms will require you to have a personal training certification, I think, for that reason. Um, I'm very glad that I got my personal certification when I was a group fitness trainer because I don't think that the training that I had as just a group fitness trainer was comprehensive enough. Um, So I kind of went and supplemented it myself. Anyways, this story is becoming way too long. Um, so I became a fitness, uh, group fit. I started teaching group fitness classes, which I had been doing, but it was like post COVID. So like, you know, I had stopped and then I needed to start back up again at a new gym. And then, um, I started personal training because I felt like that's what you're supposed to do. Like I'm a fitness trainer. I'm supposed to train people one-on-one. That's what I'm supposed to love doing. And It was very clear very early on that one-on-one training wasn't for me. And look, I loved my clients. I had some of the best clients, men and women who I am still close with today. And that to me was the sign, was how I knew that one-on-one personal training wasn't for me. But it wasn't, I didn't realize that decision if it wasn't for my, I wouldn't have realized that decision if it wasn't for my therapist. So like I have one of my friends and I, she doesn't know that I'm telling this story, but I'm on her podcast all the time talking about this. So I assume it's okay. So Sarah, if this is a problem, I apologize. But Sarah from another mother runner podcast, which if you're a runner and a mother, uh, I highly recommend, even if you're not a mother, if you're a runner, you'll love it. It's a great running podcast that I am the co-host of occasionally. Um, but Sarah was one of my clients one-on-one And I love Sarah. Like, her and I can chat and laugh for hours on end. Um, She's great. And telling someone like her that I'm not going to personal train anymore when she's such a good friend was really, really hard. And that's kind of why I needed the therapy to do it because it feels like you're letting down a friend because, you know, she's got goals and aspirations and I'm the person that she's paying to do it with to help get her there and then one day I'm just deciding hey I'm not going to do this anymore like I'm it felt like I was giving up on my clients uh and that was a really really hard thing for me to do especially as a people pleaser like even though I knew not training one-on-one was what I needed I did not enjoy it I am a group fitness person I need the music I need the people the camaraderie I need kind of the like loud energeticness of group fitness not which you don't really get in one-on-ones um and sessions and so I had to go through therapy to like well I didn't have to I was in therapy before I made that decision but therapy helped me recognize how to quit my job and let down individuals because this wasn't like when I was quitting for Under Armour and it was like a big corporation that I was quitting and I knew that they would replace me in two seconds this was I work with these people one-on-one on their personal goals every single week we have personal conversations and I'm sitting there telling them that I want to quit not because I'm moving not because you know I'm pregnant or nothing I'm I'm quitting because I don't want to do this anymore that is really hard to tell someone and look at them in the face and say and I had more hard conversations when I made that decision than I was comfortable with and therapy got me through them but it was such a big 
revelation, realization, revelation. It was a big revelation for me because I, I thought I, I thought personal training was going to be the epitome of the, 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 the highest expression of my job, right? Like, like working with clients one-on-one and fixing individual problems to me, I thought was just the highest pedestal that you could put a trainer on. And for whatever reason, that's just how I felt. And I have proven myself wrong time and time again. Um, and I am happier once I kind of broke down that self-belief. But man, man, the people pleaser in me really struggled to sit down. You know, I think I had maybe 12 clients at the time and be like, hey, I'm not good. I know we work with each other two to three times a week, but I'm just going to quit on you in a month. Like, oh, I need, I still need therapy to like work through how hard it is to look someone in the eye and to quit on them. Like, that's how it felt. It felt like I was quitting on them. And my therapist, if she was listening to this right now, she would be like, you didn't quit on them. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like she would change my language so much, but it, she really helped hold my hand in, in putting my happiness on the table and recognizing that I can't just keep beating myself up doing this job that doesn't serve me just because it serves other people. And man, was that a lesson I needed to learn in the biggest way. And she really helped me learn that. And I just know that there are some things that I need to navigate in my life in 2024 that I'm like, man, I would really love just someone to hold my hand. It's not like she was making business decisions for me, but for someone to just be like, yep, I see the jump that you're about to make and I will hold your hand while you make the jump. Um, you know, she can't help me. She can't stop me from falling, but she can at least hold my hand and tell me that I did a good job. (laughs) I, I, I tried, you know, whatever it is. Um, but I'm spending, but Personally, I'm spending a lot of money on physical therapy right now. I'm seeing three different physical therapists, uh, functional medicine doctors, all these things. And I don't want to say I'm giving up on it, but I think I've recognized what the problems are with my core and my hips and my low back and my knees. That's what this is why I have so many physical therapists because I'm seeing specialists that specialize in like specific parts of the body. And I have one problem that is impacting multiple joints. And so I'm, and so seeing three physical therapists, none of which are covered by insurance. Yay. Thanks. American healthcare system, uh, is expensive. And I have told myself that I will not also pay for my therapy who also, she doesn't take insurance. If you're, if you're sensing a trend here, uh, it's just really expensive to pay for all of that. So I told myself, you know, is it physical health or mental health that you're going to pay for? For the past six months, I've prioritized my physical health. Um, if I'm being completely honest, mainly because my job requires it. Like if my body is too messed up, then I don't feel comfortable, uh, filming the workouts and doing the workouts that I need to do. So I kind of prioritize that even though my mental space was, in the you know shitter this past year but now that we're going 2024 I feel like I've got my at least I know what the problems are and now I think I'm I'm educated enough as a trainer to hopefully help fix myself um so I think I'm gonna pause the physical training maybe not all three of them maybe just two of them um and add back in regular therapy because you know the podcast you know bitching about my life on the podcast is great 
but it's not therapy. It's not actual therapy. Uh, and this wasn't necessarily a plug for you to go to therapy. I don't think that therapy is for everyone. I think I've done a podcast episode on why I think you should go to therapy or the types of people who I think should go to therapy. But I think talking about your problems, whether it's to a therapist or to the people in your life, can be so helpful. And I think that if you're going into 2024 with good big goals or if you're going into 2024 with like this urge to make it better or different than 2023, I just want to encourage you before you start making your big grand plan for 2024, work with someone, again, whether that's a friend, a family member, a spouse, or a therapist. Therapist would be great, but recognize not everyone has the access. Um debrief 2023 first you know just go through and have some thoughts on 2023 um rob and i do this uh i call it our state of the union um meal we do it every year for our anniversary of when we started dating which was like around christmas time um in mid-december and we always go on to it like a fancy dinner and we always ask each other questions about the future we ask each other questions about you know um it's kind of our place to state the union state of the union just like the president does like the recap of things that are currently going on things that are going on in the future how we feel about them what do we need to change what do we need to adjust and i very much recognize coming out of each time we have one of those talks um I think that there is still some trauma for Rob to unpack around the emergency C-section and how we had Blake and, and kind of how hard that NICU experience was. And it is very uh, scary knowing that I will most likely have preeclampsia again and maybe help, uh, which is the more severe variety that I had when we have any subsequent kids. And so that was a lot of, not a lot of our conversation, but part of our conversation this week was, or this year and our State of the Union anniversary dinner was like, you know, are we going to try for a second kid eventually? Not anytime soon, mom, don't get excited. <laughs> mom, all you get is Blake for right now. <laughs> um, and, you know, he is scared of going through that entire thing again. And I'm scared, but I think I'm less scared than he is. Well, I don't think I'm less scared than he is, but I'm the kind of personality who is set, who is like, just do it scared. Like, I'm like, I'm scared as hell to go through all of that again, but I'm going to do it anyways, right? Like, I look at Blake and I'm like, yeah, you're worth it. I would do all of that bullshit all over again if it means that I get you, right? Um, and I think that we had that talk and it scared me that he was having like reservations. Like he was like, I don't know if I want to do that again. Like that was really damn hard. And that was, I think we did that on the 22nd. So now it's, you know, the, of December. Now it's the 5th or the, this was yesterday. But like yesterday he was like, talked about it again. He's like, I just want to let you know that I'm feeling like much better about having like more kids after we had that conversation. And it was just so cool to like, well, I mean, at the time I was scared shitless that like, holy shit, this is like a big change to our like life plan. Like our plan has always been to have multiple kids. Uh, and now you're telling me that like that life plan might change. I was trying not to freak out. I've learned that he's kind of personality where like if he tells me something about how he's feeling, like, like give it a little while until I bring it back up again. Because I need time to kind of cool off if it's going to be something that like is going to be emotional for me. Um, and 
it was cool to kind of have our recap conversation again last night of like, okay, no, I am feeling better. Like the more I think about it and the more I kind of bring rationale to it. And it was just cool to like work through that with my partner. And look, I guess that's part of just marriage, right? Like you're going to, or hopefully a good marriage, right? It's just to kind of work through some of those things and have those discussions. Um, I just want to maybe push you to have those discussions in other areas of your life too. So maybe maybe it was a bad example to give to do one in my marriage because I think people kind of know that they have to have those conversations in their marriage because you're stuck with this person. Um, (laughs) Hopefully stuck isn't how you feel. But I want you to think about having those conversations with other people in your life. And it doesn't have to be with the problem person. Not that Rob's the problem person. But like you can talk to your friend Susie about the work problem you're having. You don't have to go to your manager and discuss the work problem. But just work through some of your bullshit from 2023. Okay? Talk it out. Air it out. Put the feelings out there. um, Recognize how you feel. Respect how you feel before you go and build yourself better in 2024, okay? Let's read that quote one more time. The version of you that carried you through this year, somehow thank her with gratitude before you tell her what she can do better in 2024. Before Rob and I can go forward and think about having another kid, which won't happen in 2024, knock on wood, I'm just talking about like far future. We got to take the time to process and thank each other and hold each other tight for what we went through in 2023, Okay, the same way that I am looking at myself in 2024 saying I've got some big things I need to go through. I think I need help. I think I need to get a therapist. Again, I'm saying therapist because I I know how she helped me in the past. She's helped me get through some really big things, really hard conversations in the past. I'm I'm gonna not that I have I have no hard conversations. I don't think in 2024. But like I just anytime you, I just I think being a mom. Things are going to be hard in 2024, so I'm just I'm going to need her to hold my hand through that. That's what I that's what I I recognize. But I also have to sit there and be like, "Damn girl, you went through the hardest year of your life without a therapist and you you're good job. Good job. Good job on all you accomplished in 2023. If you haven't taken the time to tell yourself that, tell it right now. Right now. Good job you you made it through 2023. Don't just focus on being better in 2024. Also appreciate who you were in 2023. Okay, friends. I had to go to the bathroom so badly. About eight minutes into this podcast, I was like, oh shit, I gotta pee. And so I've made my points. We're rounding out the half hour mark. Now your girl's gonna skedaddle over to the bathroom. Um, you guys are wonderful. Thank you for being patient with me um, uh, posting this late. But Again, if I hadn't even mentioned that, you probably had already forgotten. (laughs) Go have a happy Filter Free Friday.